This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Equity Minds! I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast that follows our journey of investing. Whether you're an absolute beginner or approaching Warren Buffett status, our aim is to help break down your barriers from beginning to dividend. My name is Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How's it going? I'm good, Bryce. Pumped for this show. You know it's going to be a loose one when you really hit the mates. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of fun and games in this one. Uh, Speaking of fun and games... uh, we're going to be doing a bit of live fun and games for the first time in a while. And no, it's not an Equity Mates talent show. No, the uh, Equity Mates quiz show. Uh- <laughs> no, no, a few, no new formats. But you're right, Ren, we are excited to uh, announce that we will be doing a live show uh, in Sydney. And apologies to, I guess, everyone who are in many other cities around Australia. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we hear your feedback that you would like to like us to get around. And we will. We're just going to be kicking... Um, Kicking this off here in in Sydney, what we're going to be doing is an industry uh, deep dive, an industry night where we're going to be exploring the beverages and alcohol industry Mm. with a few key uh, experts, both on the investing side and on, uh, I guess, the producing side uh, as well. So uh, we're keen. It's going to be an awesome night. It will be live streamed. Uh, Tickets will be available. Uh, Check out our social channels, our website, and also show notes for more information on all of that. Uh, April 29th, we are super super pumped yeah can't wait can't wait to get back uh to doing live shows um on the point of people in other states uh wanting us to do live shows one thank you it's it's very nice that you you want us to do a live show in your city two there's businesses out there that want to fund the equity mates australian tour uh Mm -hmm. that's that's probably a key prerequisite to uh getting this off the ground so (laughs) Slide into key, our but yes. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It'll uh, help. It it would it would open a lot of doors. <laughs> Look, it wouldn't shut any doors. <laughs> yes. Uh, so hit us up. Slide into our DMs. Email at us at contact at equitymates.com. We're very happy to uh, partner. We'll come, with- we'll come to any city in Australia. If uh, a, a local business wants to uh, Jeez, that's support, a big call. yeah, I'm putting it out there. Any city <laughs> in Australia, fund, if you fund all the travel, 
and Bryce's incredibly detailed rider, um, <laughs> then, uh, then yeah, any, okay, any city in Australia, we put it out there, no we'll take backs. It. We'll do it. But look, we're kicking off uh, in Sydney late April. Uh, as I said, tickets will be available for, for those that want to come and join us live, but we will be also live streaming it and uh, recording it for those that want to join on the night but are unable to make it. So, um, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for more information. But Ren, today we're going to have a bit of fun uh, and talk about uh, asset bubbles. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the state of the market is uh, is interesting at the moment, I think. And you, we speak about a lot of asset classes in isolation, but you put it together and it paints a pretty interesting picture. Everything's hitting all-time highs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, you, you pick an asset and it's likely to have hit an all-time high within the last few months potentially um the time scale obviously not everything is at all-time highs right now no. but i think the key the key message or key takeaways that uh it's not far off well yeah and i mean what we're going to try and do in this episode is talk about just put the the narrative together around how everything's hitting all-time highs and then talk about some of the reasons why what it might mean how how we should approach it as investors but let's start with the the long and the short of it the uh What's going on in markets? They're at all-time highs. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep going up. But I mean, specifically, the S&P 500 is at an all-time high. Yep. Um, the NASDAQ hit an all-time high in mid-February. Yes. Um, it's softened a little bit recently. The ASX 200 is 5% off its all-time high pre-COVID, but it's uh, running in that direction quite hard. Yes. Um, bond yields were at an all-time low. Um, which, which means that the face value of the bonds was at an all-time high. Yes. Uh, that softened a little bit, but still, like, pretty recently. Australian property, like, you can just... You can hear that running, and, like, that's hitting all-time highs everywhere. It's, everywhere. Um, New Zealand, absolutely firing. Yeah, we... Firing. The Canadian V Economist boys sent us a chart that we put up on our Instagram and Facebook recently... Um, of was it the Auckland property market? I think it was just New Zealand in general, New Zealand in with general, some specific yeah. examples of places uh, in New Zealand up 40, 45 percent. And yeah. of course, you could draw parallels to places here in Australia, yeah. Byron Bay up 40 percent last year or over the last few months. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's just happening everywhere yeah. at the moment. Even things like gold, like gold hit an all time high in 2020. Um, it is just an incredible moment in markets where everything is just running yeah yeah you can't uh you can't uh blame people uh who have started their investing journey within the last few years for uh getting on the the meme thought that stonks only go yeah, up stonks only go <laughs> up like just invest in anything invest in bankrupt car rental places like hertz invest in uh brick and mortar games retailers that have been disrupted like gamestop Things are just running. It's, yeah. it's an incredible time in markets. But I think the thing that has really caught my interest is it's not just these traditional investing asset classes that are hitting all-time highs. Basically, anything that can be said to have value is hitting all-time highs. Yes. Let's start with, obviously, Bitcoin. Yeah. Well, we've just come off crypto week. Um, we did a whole week where we tried not to talk about the price of crypto. We tried to talk about... What it is, the use, use cases, cases, what yeah. it means. I think we got through the week without mentioning price. I'm not gonna, 
I'm not going to put my hand on my heart and say that because we did four episodes. May have slipped in in the interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Do your own research. Go listen to those episodes. Um, (laughs) And if you've already listened to them, listen to them again. We we love every download we get. Um, (laughs) But yeah, now we'll talk about it. Bitcoin uh, crashed through 60K USD. Um, it's now in the high 50s. Probably by the time we release this episode, it will have another leg up. Yeah, at um, time of recording, it's not quite all-time highs, but it keeps pushing those uh, pushing those ceilings and, and breaking through. Yeah, and like just, just to put it in context, it's almost three times as valuable as it was in the 2017 bubble. Yeah. 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 The 2017 bubble, it didn't quite hit 20,000 US dollars and it crashed through 60,000 earlier this month. Yeah. Or, well... March, yeah. yeah, unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable and, run. And it's not just it's not just Bitcoin, but like so many of the cryptos are hitting all time highs. Yeah, Ethereum hit an all time high earlier this year. Like, um, I don't really look at a lot Dogecoin. of the altcoin, but I'm sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> just everything is running. But then you start getting into the, uh, I guess, more niche investable in inverted commas assets speculatable uh, speculatable (laughs) so if you take a look at baseball cards ren something that you would have thought by now uh would have uh, fallen away a little bit but look smashing through all-time highs you know um gary v yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the like fast talking entrepreneur yeah, guy yeah, in the yeah. States. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's like super into baseball cards at the moment. And I had no idea people even considered these an investable asset. Um, but he's he's all in on them. And the money pumping into baseball cards of all things is crazy. Um, January 2021, there was a record sale for a Mickey Mantle baseball card. I was about to say guess how much, but the notes are in front of you as well. I'm going to guess <laughs> within the range of $5.2 million. <laughs> $5.2 million. Like that is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think we'll, we'll discuss why in a second, but let's continue moving through some of the crazy, uh, crazy assets. You can't go past... NFTs, yes, are hot right now. We did speak about them in in crypto uh, crypto week. Non fungible tokens, essentially, a way that you can sell uh, digital assets. Mm. Um, For people that don't understand what an NFT is, I mean, we've done crypto week, but we didn't go deep on it. Um, there, were, I saw a tweet that uh, was like NFTs explained, and it just had two boxes. One had JPEG written on it, and the other had NFT, and the NFT had a, like a little verified tick. Like that was NFTs explained. That's great. Yeah, I yeah. thought it, I thought it summed it up quite well. Yeah, they yeah. can uh, assign who that JPEG belongs to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, look, NFT just breaking record after record. And if you want to jump on, uh, there's a website called Open Seas at the moment, which is hosting a lot of these auctions. And uh, you know the, the Bryson DeChambeau's of the world who have uh, Bryce put up a- may have put some bids on uh, <laughs> no, Bryson DeChambeau's no. uh, like trading, trading card NFTs. Card, yeah, <laughs> but look, one recently uh, got sold uh, a crypt by a crypto artist Beeple, um, and it was sixty nine million dollars 69 million for 69 a crypto million. Uh, piece of crypto art sold at christie's which yeah. is like one of the biggest auction houses in the respect world respect to, to christie to christie's for getting on this quickly oh mate they just and love the commission it, well, that, that, yeah but respect <laughs> for them getting on it and uh, adapting to the 
I guess where the market is going. Um, good on good on your Christie's. Can you invest in Christie's? I'm not sure, but maybe. Um, but let's continue on that theme. NBA Top Shot highlights. Yeah, have you heard about these? Yeah, yeah, going crazy. Do you want to explain them for people who haven't? Oh, they're hot shot highlights sold as uh, they're just sold as NFTs. Aren't they're they? sold as NFTs. Yeah, yeah, so they take um, take clips of I guess some of the more famous uh, basketball players who are taking top shots and sell them. <laughs> <laughs> Long three pointers. <laughs> hey, that was a top shot, dude. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. They're like, they're, yeah, they're just like, they're like digital trading cards, I guess. They're the highlights. Highlights, yeah. 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 Highlight reels um, of some of the the best players, uh, NBA players. Yeah, and they're sold as an NFT. And so then you're like the verified owner of this highlight, which I would love to know what the legalities of that are, because it's not like you can then charge the like ESPN or this is what I Fox don't Sports yeah, uh, yeah. licensing Life. fee every time yeah. they play that highlight. So I don't think you're really like the owner from like an ip perspective but maybe i'm wrong maybe yeah nba it top shots slide into our dms it, we might do equity mates top shots it doesn't make sense that you wouldn't be it because from my understanding was that yeah anyway uh probably need to do a bit more dd on yeah, it because yeah, yeah. it doesn't make sense that you wouldn't be because at the same Look, in the same breath people are like oh you can print the mona lisa but it's not like you're owning the real thing but I hate that argument so much because it's not the same. You can print a reproduction of the Mona Lisa, but it's not like a painted artwork. Whereas I can get a digital file that is exactly the same as a highlight. I'm just not the verified owner of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean, but you could... Um... And you say like, oh, you could go to an, a, like a forgery expert and get them to like recreate the Mona Lisa. And now I'm a bit more like, okay... Yeah. 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 I mean, it. I think it conceptually makes sense. I don't. But anyway. Yeah. Fair. But look, just because I don't understand something doesn't mean it. It makes doesn't does or doesn't make sense. Sneakers, Ren. Sneakers. Oh, hold on, uh, hold on. We didn't say. Uh, so Top Shots have sold over two hundred fifty million in Aussie dollars since launching, like six months ago. Huge revenue yeah. stream. Huge. Uh, will uh, other sports leagues follow, like AFL Top Shots? You'd hope. Well, uh, they'd be silly not to. Silly not to. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'd to. hope so. Yeah. I actually think we should do Equity Mates Top Shots. Like best moments from the podcast. Sure. Like first Specky Hotline, the launch of Comedian V Economist, uh, the launch of You're In Good Company, Meet Pay Love's Best Episode. Um, you or, know. or we should uh, do some, uh, I guess, content that is just for NFTs. True. Like NFT True. original content. I've actually, uh, I've got a photo of Bryce from uh, a, a photo shoot we did recently. Um, and I could sell that as an NFT. Your model shot? Your <laughs> sure, blue steel? let's go. Throw it up. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. If people want to Sne- see it, slide into his DMs. <laughs> <laughs> sneakers. Sneakers are also hitting all-time highs. It is now a $2 billion market in uh, North America alone. Ren, absolutely smashing it out uh we did a live show last year that looked at the sneaker market and i was blown away by the the trading that is going Mm. on there the platforms that people are trading on now it's just an entire world of its own the nike air jordan one uh the shoes that obviously mj wore during his uh 85 exhibition i think it was the specific shoe that he wore yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the actual shoe uh sold for a cool 
615,000 US. And if you compare that to the 69 million. I was like, just thinking that. <laughs> like <yeah. laughs> it's, it's crazy. Here you've, here you've got Michael Jordan's shoe, not even hitting a million, but uh, look, still 615,000. Or if we get into the... Uh, the relative economics of the speculative economy. That's going to be my uh, thesis paper on that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, six, oh, sorry, 10 pairs of Jordan sneakers equate to one Mickey Mantle baseball card. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy. Uh, art. Uh, look, continuing to continuing to uh, hit all-time highs. Yes. January 2021, Da Vinci artwork up for sale. Yeah, Salvador Mundi. Do you know it? You're pretty confident. I actually don't know it, Salvador Mundi. Uh, but anyway, I do know the price that it sold for. Yeah. 450 million. Nice. <laughs> 450 million for a piece of art done by Da Vinci. Um, pretty unbelievable. 450 million, aka 90 Mickey Mantle baseball cards. Yeah, I'd take the Da Vinci. I would take the Da Vinci as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,. Then we've got GIFs. Hold on, hold on. Before you say what it is and the price, uh, on screen right now, if you're watching on YouTube, we've got this GIF playing. For people listening on the podcast, it's like a digitally drawn cat with a rainbow flying out behind it. Yeah. Um, people watching on YouTube, have a guess in your head about how much it's sold for. It sold for 300 Ethereum. Which, well... In, <laughs> which is $624,000. $624,000. For an NFT of a GIF of a cat with a rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable what is going on here. Uh, But look, it didn't... uh, That's pretty much what is going on within the last sort of, you know, year or so. And uh, it's been pretty crazy. Yeah. So, I think let's let's pause there. What the hell is going on? Like, this market is so hot. It feels like all these... Other like tr- traditional asset classes, gold, equities, property, bonds, hit all-time highs and money was just looking for places to go and it went into baseball cards and gifts mm, and mm. Uh, sneakers. Mm. Before we jump into what is going on, we will take a very short break to hear from our sponsors and then we'll get stuck into it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, Ren, uh, look, a lot of money out there, a lot of uh, people looking for places to put their money. And uh, before we jump into what is going on with these asset prices, 
equity mates uh, are always looking for a bit of support. And uh, if you want to- Jeez, that's a segue. <laughs> that is a segue. If, uh, if you're looking to support equity mates, we would really appreciate it. Uh, you can head to equitymates.com forward slash support. And uh, if you like what we're doing and uh, value our content and uh, would like to continue to, uh, I guess, be part of the Equity Mates community as we grow, then uh, we would certainly value uh, you heading over to equitymates.com slash support and uh, I guess giving whatever you can or perhaps buying one of our NFTs that we get off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> awesome merch eventually. Awesome merch, yeah. Merch will come, merch will yeah. come. Um, so, we've spoken about the just the unbelievable asset inflation i guess yeah. we, we said at the beginning asset bubbles i'm sure some of those are bubbles um but everything is hitting all-time highs and that that is unusual what what do we what do we attribute it to there is uh there are three sort of th- key things uh for us that is going on at the moment that could be leading to this sort of uh i guess inflation in a lot of these assets uh let's start with Money, money in the system, Ren, a lot of money that needs to go somewhere. Mm. Um, Money is being printed at extraordinary rates at the moment by central banks. um, And this is having a flow-on effect uh, around the world um, on where people are deciding to put money. Yeah, well, I mean, just before, like people probably think here like... um you know, there, there's so much money in the system and like it, it, it sometimes is a bit confusing. But the Federal Reserve, they print a lot of money that's then used to buy like bonds and debt. To give you an idea of uh, how much they, pre-COVID in like 2019, they had about $4 trillion of debt on their balance sheet. They've printed and bought, printed money and bought debt and almost doubled that. They have about $7.6 trillion um, dollars on their balance sheet now, and that's that's you know just in terms of what the Fed balance sheet has, that's an extra three point six trillion uh, that's been released into the economy. That's gone to banks. That's gone to you know people, companies selling bonds. That's gone to government to then fund different programs, and that money has to go somewhere. And you know if you're an investor or if you're an investment bank or if you're a company. Like you don't want money sitting in cash, um, so you gotta find somewhere to put it. Mm. Yeah. So the flow and effect of so much money in the system is the I word that has been thrown a lot around recently. We did um on our Ausbiz show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we were talking about how um, inflation, which is the I word, has uh, hit its highest Google search or like Google trend um, since like two thousand and four. Like people there's a lot of chat about inflation in financial circles at the moment which is a natural outcome of increasing the money supply so much if inflation happens you don't want to be holding cash you don't want to be holding dollars and you want to buy assets that will increase in price with inflation and i think what we're seeing with a lot of these assets are hitting all-time highs is that people want to own something that will hold its value and potentially increase in value like they don't want to be sitting in dollars well yeah your traditional methods of fighting inflation are to buy real assets housing yeah uh, infrastructure you know, infrastructure rates all those yeah, sorts stocks of things with that, pricing power companies yeah. with pricing power all that stuff yeah what is uh i guess you know and potentially you could put um I guess artwork and those sorts of things that's you know there's so much money out there now that people are turning to these sorts of assets to hold value that 
is is going to be able to, I guess, keep up with in inflation. But this is the thing: like, no one's tested whether a Mickey Mantle baseball card yeah. holds value. Well, actually, maybe they've probably been around for a while. Like, there's probably enough data that it has. I feel like the big ones may have, but yeah. But like, no one's no one's tested if an NFT holds its value. No. Or no. like the volatility. Um, no one's. I mean, sneakers. They maybe are probably haven't been around long enough. Um. But I think I think the point is that there's just a heap of money in the system. The um, the U.S. Fed used to publish this chart. Uh, it's called the M2 money supply, and it's just basically like how much money's in the system. Um, and they've stopped publishing it. They stopped publishing it at the start of this year or like February of this year. But you can just see from COVID, from like early March 2020, it's just. You know, it's like a trend line up that then just goes vertical. And yet, money, money everywhere and not an asset to buy. Well, there's more and more assets <laughs> coming, but they're pushing more at people I know, but it the, didn't really work the risk. The <laughs> uh, no, didn't all right, work so at that's, all. That's number one. Money printing leading to inflation, leading to like the devaluation of the dollar. You don't want to be sitting in currency. So, people are fl- flooding into whatever asset they can find. That's reason one. Reason two. Interest rates. Yes. Uh, investing is all about relative returns and uh, we know that interest rates around the world are continuing to push record lows. We speak about record highs where interest rates are record lows. Some countries even in the negative regions for their interest rates. Now, of course, you know, 20, 30 years ago when interest rates were in the 7s, 15%, wherever, whatever it may be, it made sense to uh, hold a bit of cash and make a pretty decent return on having cash in the bank with interest rates so low at the moment uh, two things are happening a it doesn't make sense to have uh, cash sitting in a bank account because the returns on that are pretty negligible given the opportunity that you could uh, put that money to work in other assets that are going to generate a greater return but also secondly low interest rates means that it is easier and cheaper to well, cheaper to borrow money yeah. and uh, we know that when people can borrow money and it's uh, cheap to service, they're likely to leverage themselves and buy into assets, i.e. house prices, uh, housing. So, if you look at what's happening in Australia here, you look at what's happening in New Zealand uh, and I'm sure there are many examples around the world of, uh, I know what's happening in America, there's a house price uh, I guess, inflation period going on at the moment. Um, and that is primarily driven by the fact that money is so cheap mm, because mm. interest rates are so low. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had uh, Thomas from Comedian V Economist on our AusBiz show and he his line was, when it comes to house prices, it's interest rates first, daylight second. And I mean, maybe we can expand his comment too. When it comes to any of these assets, it's interest rates first, daylight second. Yeah, yeah. So there's money in the system. People are looking to do something with it. Money is cheap. It's not good in the bank. Yeah. So just, just you, you said that investing is a relative game. Do you want to just explain that for people who may not get the concept? I mean, if I'm getting, say, a luxurious 2% in my interest account and I'm getting an 8% return in the share market, mm. uh, that 6% outperformance or 6% difference is the the return that you're looking for, or the relative return from where your money could be in either of those uh, investment options. 
and then it comes down to uh, inflation as well. So if the price or inflation is also 2% per year, you want to be outstripping inflation because that means the value of your money isn't deteriorating mm. year on year. Yeah. And then like, you know, your 2% in the bank has zero risk. It's insured by the government. So like, and then the 6% or the 8% you get in equities has a certain amount of risk. And then if that savings in the bank, you suddenly get 4%, then on a risk-adjusted basis, people might prefer that or they might allocate more of their portfolio to that. When interest rates are so low, when bonds are yielding so low, when stocks are at all-time highs, people start looking at other asset classes because they think that you know the return over the next five or 10 years isn't going to be that high, may not beat inflation, um, especially for the risk that isn't contained. And so they decide that Mickey Mantle baseball cards might have a better risk-adjusted return. Yes. <laughs> so, and the third and uh, final sort of reason that we consider this to be happening is uh, uh, the technical term is psychology. The non-technical term is FOMO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mania. Mania, yeah. Look, there's no doubt when people see friends, family, people on the internet making extraordinary amounts of money easily, um, well, supposedly easily, that they often feel like they should be involved and that they can do it too. And I guess it's within human nature somewhat to have that fear of missing out mm-hmm. and and want to jump in on the next best thing and, and try and make a, a quick buck or two. And there's no doubt that in some of these asset classes that we've spoken about, there's a lot of mania and, and FOMO going on. But it's also, you know, in some of the more traditional asset classes, such as housing, there's elements of fear of missing out as well and, and even stocks. So Yeah. Um, I, I think I definitely think you're right. Like FOMO is probably number one with a bullet. To appropriate Thomas from Comedian the Economist phrase, it's FOMO one and then daylight second. But I also think there's psycho- psychology in terms of um, like the collective belief around what is investable is changing um and we're not here to say what people are right or wrong like the fact of the matter is these asset alternative assets are getting these valuations and you know by virtue of getting these valuations they are investable if that makes sense whether they're a good good investment or not is another discussion but i think people have changed um their mind about like what is an asset what can store value and we saw it with things like sneakers gary v has been pushing things like baseball cards and pokemon cards we're seeing it with nfts it's just like um there's a psychological shift in terms of the array array of assets you can put your money into like this isn't your grandparents 60 percent stocks 40 percent bonds economy anymore and i reckon some of these will get shaken out over time and they won't hold value but um it's just like if enough people believe that something will hold value and that that it is an asset class um that's good enough it almost becomes an asset yeah, class. yeah yeah All right, so let's close this out with what does it actually mean for investors? Uh, You know, there's many ways that you could look at this. It can become overwhelming to think about where to be putting your money, how to play the game with all of these new assets coming to market. You know, should, should you turn a blind eye and not worry about it? It's, you know, I can understand that there'd be a lot of, uh, 
anxious investors out there and, and people just really concerned and, and unsure. Um, as we spoke about on our Ausbiz show a couple of weeks ago, it feels like there has never been a moment in our investing lifetime that there has been such a clear divide between mm. what is going on in markets. There's inflation, there's no inflation, we're in a bubble, we're not in a bubble. Yeah. The economy's strong, the economy's <laughs> on a cliff. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, wading through all of that can be very difficult. Yeah. So we want to just cover off a few ways in which we're approaching this and uh, ways in which some of the experts are also approaching well, this. Well, I was going to say that in in our notes for this section, we've both written the name of a uh, world-renowned expert investor. So yeah. um, why don't you start with yours and then I'll get on to mine. Sure. So Howard Marks, uh, founder of Oak Tree Capital, he released a memo in which he sort of spoke about the divergence in, in markets at the moment and how you can see that we're certainly potentially characteristics of being in a bubble but then on the the same side you know there's reasons for for that to be occurring so it might not be as uh i guess treacherous as some people have thought but his overwhelming uh i guess comment was to just proceed with caution uh don't go putting in everything all at once but also sitting on the sidelines might be the worst thing you could be doing because uh you're going to lose out you know, he's not here to pick the top. He's he said he's had moments in time where he's been much more confident, uh, and and say that yes, we're nearing the top of a market, nearing the top, not picking the mm. top. But he feels there there are many, uh, I guess, reasons to to say that it's not unusual to see what we're seeing now, and uh, just to absolutely proceed with caution. Yeah. So. Marx, in his memo, uh, was very aware of the inflation risk. He was sort of like, proceed with caution and be most cautious about inflation. And we yeah. touched on the reasons why inflation is a risk. Um, what were some of the things he suggested people do and don't, investors do and don't do? Well, with uh, inflation as the, as the context, he was pretty uh, clear to steer away from long-dated fixed income mm-hmm. investments. Uh, explain like I'm five. Like bonds. Uh, anything that is um, going to be locking in an interest rate now over a long period of time. Yeah, term, um, term deposits term with deposits. a fixed rate, bonds yeah. with a fixed rate. Uh, on the flip side of uh, that, he uh, suggested that floating rate debt uh, might be an op- option. Uh, again, uh, I guess debt investments that uh, aren't fixed in terms of their interest rate and as interest rates move or inflation moves, then it will move accordingly. Yeah. So your return is uh, adjusted accordingly and you're not going to be locked into the return there are, now. There some, one of the most popular asset classes of the last little while have been tri- TIPS, uh, Treasury Insurance Protected Securities or something like that. But it's basically like you get uh, inflation plus, plus 2%, 2% or whatever, Floating. plus 4%. So as inflation goes up, it adjusts the accordingly. Goes up. Yeah. And as we mentioned as well, uh, Howard Marks uh, made note that real assets uh, and and assets that have pricing power that can adjust with inflation. So real assets, housing, REITs, which we mentioned earlier in this episode. And also, uh, if you're thinking about what stocks to buy, you want to be looking at companies that have pricing power and are able to adjust their prices in line with inflation without suffering too much consequence mm. on their business. Mm. The uh, proverbial toll bridge that's the only entrance into town yes. that can just keep raising its prices. So that's uh, one way to think about it. Proceed with caution. Yeah. Think about inflation and what assets you could be investing in. Uh, Ren, you want to speak about Seth Klarman? Yeah, Seth Klarman. I'm a bit of a fanboy of Seth Klarman. Yeah. Um, in his book, uh, he writes about 
I should name in his book Margin of Safety. He uh, writes about who well, he asked the question: Are you investing or are you speculating? And for me, that has never been a more relevant question to ask. So basically, the way he thinks about it is: you're investing if you're buying something that is a productive asset, a company that makes something, generates revenue. You know, a property that can generate rental income, a uh, you know, a machine that creates widgets that you can sell. Like you're investing if you're putting money into a productive asset that will make that will generate cash flow. You're speculating if you're putting your money into something with the expectation that someone will pay a higher price in future. You're speculating if you're buying a Leonardo da Vinci painting for four hundred and fifty million dollars with the expectation that someone will pay $600 million in 10 years. You're speculating if you're buying a Mickey Mantle baseball card for $5 million with the expectation that someone will pay $7 million in two years. And for me, that has that is the most relevant question now. And I think, like, I, I love reading about this stuff. I'm baffled by some of it, but I'm not going to be putting my money in it. Um with two like there are two exceptions in my mind where i've strayed from that path i have some gold in my portfolio and i have some crypto in my portfolio both small percentages of my portfolio and i'm aware that i've strayed um but everything else it's is this a productive asset or is and and will it generate cash flow or am i just expecting someone to pay more for the same thing in future yeah Yeah. no it's uh definitely a good way to think about it and uh i guess if you think about it in that way, you're going to rule yourself out of many of these crazy, crazy. situations yeah, yeah. that are going on. Uh, and then, you know, we were talking about like the NBA top shots and like do ESPN pay the owners of the NST, NFT a licensing fee every time? If if over time that is, that's the ecosystem that develops or, you know, like we do Equity Mates top shots and then every time an ad plays on the Equity Mates episode that you own you get that income or maybe we split it, you know. Sure, definitely split it. <laughs> um, then that conversation is different because then it's an asset that generates cash flow and then a question of then it becomes a question of valuation and like how much what what are the future cash flows of that um, asset and like what's it worth today. Um, but if you're just buying a, a digital highlight that doesn't generate cash flow then you're speculating that someone will pay more for it in the future. Yeah, and so I think that's a really important distinction. Um, and for me, it's never been a more relevant question. Nice, Ren. Well, um, I think f- a closing comment for me as well is uh, just to stick to your strategy here. It's so easy to go off. If it's so easy to go off strategy and get carried away with the hype. If you think about the big picture here. And you look at what markets have done over the last hundred years. You look at the way that they certainly crash. There's no denying it. They get in bubbles. There's no denying it. But inevitably, they recover and continue to grind up. If you just stick to your strategy of putting money in to assets or into investments that you generally believe are going to grow in value and compound over a long period of time, and think about you know particularly particularly if you're young, uh, doing so at a, a consistent rate, uh, then you know, you don't need to worry about what's going on in the market right now and getting carried away with the hype and euphoria and feeling like you need to make a million bucks overnight. Mm. You can do that over 40 years and still be as happy. Probably yes. happier. Probably happier. Probably <laughs> yeah. sleep a lot better. Yeah. Um, a lot less chance of it all going to zero. Yes. 
Now, I that they were the three key points we wanted to hit. What does it mean for investors? I want to add a fourth, not so much for investors, but for investment product uh, producers. So this is a shout out to BetaShares, VanEck, State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard in yeah. Australia, or and ETF Securities. Um, who's going to be first to make the like the hype alternative assets ETF that holds sneakers, baseball cards, <laughs> Pokemon cards, uh, NFTs, and uh, Maybe like some art or art. something like that. Could maybe be equity, mate. Maybe some Dogecoin and some uh, what was the what was the cryptocurrency that uh, Specky Banana. McGee? Banana. Banano. Banano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to be there's got to be some uh, th- some money that wants to flow into that space. Surely. <laughs> Let's see what comes. Back. I'm not saying that I would put any money in, but God, I'd love to make some content around it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ren, that brings us to the end of our, our asset bubbles. Hopefully. You guys have been able to take something from that that will help you on your investing journey. There's certainly a lot going on, a lot to keep up with. Um, I guess my message would be don't feel like uh, you need to be across it all and or you know just stay calm, stay yeah. cool and collected what, and, and think about the bigger picture. I think that's that, that's really important and we didn't we didn't touch on it, but you know how we always say like cut out the noise and like what's important like this is the example of like is this important? Yeah. Did, did we just spend an hour on an episode? Did everyone just listen to this? <laughs> and our concluding thought was, well, you it's shouldn't be important. thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, but anyway, look, you live and you learn. Um, just a reminder that if you do enjoy what we do and uh, want us to continue, please rate and review the show. Uh, we It does help us on the charts. It helps uh, people who are discovering our podcast as well. So um, please go and rate and review Equity Mates, a solid five stars. If it's not going to be five, then please email us at contact at equitymates.com <laughs> with your feedback and we can take it up personally. That is fine. Also, a reminder that we have plenty of other podcasts in the Equity Mates Media Network. We've got You're in Good Company, hosted by Maddie and Sophie. We've got Meet, Pay, Love, hosted by Zoe and Carmel. Comedian V Economist, which we've referenced a few times here, uh, hosted by Thomas and Adam. And also the Get Started Investing podcast with Ren and myself. Uh, plenty going on in the Equity Heaps Mates community. Of content. Yeah, so love uh, that you're supporting us and listening to us and uh, Ren it's always good to chat yeah we'll pick it up next week sounds good equity mates investing podcast is a product of equity mates media all information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only it is not intended as a substitute for professional finance legal or tax advice the hosts of equity mates investing podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Equitymates Investing Podcast acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.